Hey everybody, just a quick announcement before we get on to today's show. Timothy and I have been invited to do a live podcast at the second annual Film Pidea brought to you by the Darkroom Lab, and we are so, so, so excited just for the weekend in general. There's going to be so many amazing speakers there. Trev Lee, Matt Day, Mike Padua, Grant Britton, the list goes on. And we cannot wait to just spend the weekend with the film photography community, hanging out, nerding out, and having a great time. So we hope we can see you there. So because of that, Timothy will be on the West Coast. So we're going to hold our second Analog Talk meetup. It's going to be Thursday evening, February 28th. More details to come on that. But we hope everybody gets a chance to come hang out with us. We're super excited. Just going to be a great weekend all together. And we can't wait to see everybody. All right, guys, on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today's guest, we have Laura Partain. Hey, Laura. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, thanks for joining us. We're super excited to, to chat with you. So before we get into all of it, can you give our listeners kind of a background on yourself and how you got started in photography? Sure. Um, well, that's a long story. Uh, <laughs> I, everybody probably feels that way about their story. But uh, mm-hmm. so I've been shooting for about 10 years. Um, I got started in high school uh, and I've always been into music and just the arts in general and i've always drawn painted i played guitar since i was about 12 and i still play and i just nice i I affectionately i guess call myself a couch musician (laughs) so (laughs) I, I i very much play for fun but i got into photography when i was 18. I cut my teeth shooting weddings and I was always, yeah, I mean, this lady approached me at this like little art fair at her high school and she's like, oh, you want to shoot my wedding? And I was like, sure. (laughs) And then she paid me and I shot her wedding. And so I've been kind of technically even doing it as a business since I was 18 years old. But uh, I've always been into, um, uh, no, I mean, I, I like shooting weddings all right. I do it for my friends, but um, mm-hmm. I've always been more into music uh, and commercial work and editorial stuff. And I, I just really wanted to go to school for it, too. So I went to a community college for a little bit, and then I transferred over to SIU Carbondale in Southern Illinois. Uh, and I got a degree in photography uh, from there in journalism. And now I live in Nashville, Tennessee. And I mostly, I'd say about 70% of my work or so is in the music industry here. And like You're said, in the right spot. Yeah. And like I said previously, I really, I play music for fun. I'm very passionate about it. And I really love shooting record covers, actually. And I do a lot of that here and I love it. And uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So just doing a bunch of stuff like that and some, some commercial stuff, some, some, a little bit of editorial stuff and, and occasionally a wedding for a friend here and there. And uh, I've been starting to sell prints more and I'm, been getting myself back into the dark room for the first time since college. Ooh, yeah, so I've been, been in and out of the dark room for about the last year or so, and uh, that's been really, really wonderful. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. So where, where uh, I'm, I live in Franklin, which is close to Nashville. Cool. Where, where do you dark room? Like, I need to find like a, <laughs> like a cool spot that's not 
like the Nashville community darkroom. Not that nothing against them or anything like that. And that might be where you go. I don't know. Yeah. Well, actually, I do use uh, the East Nashville community darkroom, and mm-hmm. uh, it's been really, really wonderful. Yeah, I, I love they they, uh, they actually have a Zone Six enlarger there. That's really, oh. really, really incredible. Um, but we haven't got that up and running just yet. Um, we do have one, which is just not functioning yet but will be but there's several ilford enlargers in there that are really awesome so uh yeah but that's where i go it's it's great i can i find it's very affordable and uh usually it's pretty pretty chill in there usually it's just me and sometimes one other person and nice uh, but yeah i know it's kind of a jog from franklin tennessee yeah it's not that i just i i always feel like there's like hidden spots like maybe i'm just like too into like underground stuff or something. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm looking for like the seedy, dirty dark room, you know, that's like that nobody oh, yeah. knows about. Kind of. <laughs> that's what you need to open up, Timothy. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, that's that's the one I go to though. I, yeah, I, I I can't think of another one offhand. I'm sure I I know that people build out their own dark rooms. I got a couple buddies who do that, but uh, but yeah, I love going to that one. In fact, I I, I do my best to stay off the interstates around this town, and uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I take the lovely. Briley Parkway all the way around to East Nashville. I live in the Donaldson area, so um, oh, okay. I take right. I take it up to East Nashville, and I uh, yeah I, I go up there and develop my film and print, and it's just really really wonderful. I love it. So, Sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just need to I need to man up and get down there and do it, or actually get up there. I'm below Nashville. Yeah, right? you yeah. should. Yeah. Well, I know. Well, I need. I need to. Yeah, come up. Let me know. Come up and uh, and print with me. I'm going up there this weekend. <laughs> there you oh, go. Oh man, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so now have you have you always shot film or were you like you know shot film first then digital or digital then film and how is yeah. that? Yeah. So so I'm 28 years old and and I I can't speak for other people who are my age by any means but um I what's interesting is I I mean as somebody who who got into photography in a family that really wasn't outside of my dad playing guitar and he's always done that. I really didn't have a family that was doing too many incredibly creative things. And it's not like they were just like, oh, you have to shoot film. They were kind of just like, oh, you want a camera? You mean you don't want to? You, don't, you mean you don't want to grow up and be a nurse? Okay. Oh, no. So so, anyways, what? I, but but that's another story. But what I as, to answer your question, uh, I got into digital just because that was for my age and yeah. and, and, and my my circumstances. I, I really just wasn't around film photography, and it seemed to be the case that digital is what I was going to do. But I really. I don't know. I kind of dabbled in film a couple years after I began doing photography. I really became passionate about it my second year or sorry, my second semester of college is when I became really passionate about shooting film. And I I, I made the mistake of um, taking three production classes at once. (laughs) And uh, I took um, so I took intro to film photography, but I somehow managed to take a lighting course and even stranger, I somehow managed to take a um, a 19th century photography processes course. Oh, so cool. I was oh, learning man. how to shoot film, but also learning how to like make albumin prints from eggs oh, at I the same that. time. I love that. I love that. I love that. I was like always that weird roommate that had like eggy smelling paper hanging in yeah. their bathroom, <laughs> letting, it, letting it set and letting it the the letting it dry. But yeah, that's when I, I got I got into film when I was in college, and I really. I, I kind of, I think it rubbed off on my style a whole lot, but I really, um, sure. 
my, my professor, Dan Overturf, uh, he, at least the time, I think it was safe to say he did not like digital photography. I won't speak for him in this moment. But uh, he he didn't seem he seemed particularly passionate about film, but he also had a commercial background. So in college, I really, really became interested via his work in shooting film, but also strobing it and lighting it artificially Uh, and and being really thoughtful about lighting um, with portraits and such. And uh, I think that definitely rubbed off on me today because I certainly love to to light when I can and if it if it makes sense for an image. Um, and I love doing that with film. Uh, it's a really cool, really cool look. That's one thing I haven't, uh, I do a lot of studio work, um, as well, but, but I haven't made the jump and like, you know, shot, done it on film. It's always, I use my digital for that. So that's oh. really cool knowing, cause I was looking at your portrait work earlier or last night and I was like, dang, this, this is film. This is really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Most of my stuff on my website's film. Yeah. I mean, I, I got some digital stuff on there, but it's, it's mostly film. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I think be, it's unfortunately because the Fuji proofing materials are, I need to go back and re-research it, but it looks to be the case that Fujifilm is just done, and it, I, it looks like there's a couple people who, and, and I, I should be, I should be more clear when I say done. By that I mean that as far as their FP100C, yeah, and and the the uh, the black and white version, which is yeah, the, is it the five? No, wait, it's the FB. 3000 3000 right that's yeah. what it was i didn't really shoot much of that but i i, I love the 100c and uh to my knowledge it looks like they're done making it yeah and i, yeah. I have seen some stuff online that makes me think that there's other people out there trying to recreate it to some extent mm-hmm. but that's but what i'm trying to say is as far as like as far as being in the studio and shooting film and such, uh, I used to use proofing materials to to proof my work in the studio. But um, I really am saving my proofing materials now for any kind of fine artwork, for lack of a better way to yeah. put it. And I'm not not doing it for practical as practical of applications anymore. But um, I'm just proofing it. All this to say, I'm, I'm proofing it digitally though. And uh, yeah, that you know, I mean, I'll still bring out my light meter and, and get it get it as close as I can, and, and with that, or get it where I want it, and then I'll do a digital test or two, correct if I need to, and then shoot it on film. But yeah, I, I love shooting film in the studio. It's great. As I was like asking you this question, I was thinking about photography school and mm-hmm. I learned to light on film. So I don't know why it's like such a foreign thing to me. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause we, yeah, I, I went to photography school in 2004. So we didn't, it, digital was like just about to happen basically. And, uh, you know, we had the Mamiya, which they could, you, you could, you know, for $40,000 get a digital back, but nobody, you know, obviously like, or 20,000, some ridiculous yeah. price. So we all, yeah, we were shooting studio stuff in the, um, just in camera with light meter. Yeah. It just, it makes me so sad that <laughs> there was an abundance of film, like, yeah. polar, or, you know, FP film to, to just test proof, lighting. Like, literally, yeah. you'd proof it and then be like, throw it, the guy, like, I guess, throw it out or, like, keep mm-hmm. it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now it's like, now it's like, uh, what, like Mad Max with this stuff. Like, yeah, it is. It's a great, it's like precious. Like, you want some of what I got? What's your price? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I've probably got about 30 packs of FP100C at my house right now, and I just use it. What's your for, price? For no, certain, oh, gosh. No. <laughs> I, 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 uh, Gosh, I should not say this, but it's too late. And I think people know this at this point. But I I found out the day or like the day after Fujifilm 
quit making it. And I called up Durries here in Nashville, the camera store. And I was like, how many packs of 100C do you have? And they were like 40 or 30. And I, I can't remember how many I had them hold, but I basically had them put all of it on hold. Wow. And they, they didn't know what happened yet. <laughs> And oh, I, that's so genius. And Love I bought that. it. I bought it all before. I bought them all for like $8 a pack. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I told the story before how I drove across country with a friend and we had those land cameras and he was like basically introducing me to land cameras and I was like, this is great. And, and he was like, yeah, the film packs like eight bucks. I'm like, no way. That's so cheap. This is going to be great. <laughs> and then now it's like f flash forward and it's like, what, 40 bucks? A, I don't even 50, know. 50, 50 bucks, bucks a pack. A, <sighs> Yeah, I if you go on eBay, I, I I found it recently for yeah about thirty eight dollars a pack or something. But yeah, yeah, it's it's such a beautiful film, and I recently made a photograph I really 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 love with the FP one hundred C, and I, I was really felt and feel compelled to to shoot it for for certain for certain work of mine. Yeah. But uh, it definitely serve, does, doesn't really serve the practical application of, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, testing my lights anymore like it did for a while. And You better frame it, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, Mount you know, it up there. Like, it's a relic. Yeah, it kind of, well, well, I know that somebody from Impossible, it seems that they broke off from Impossible and they're working on uh, what eventually could hopefully be the answer to. Yeah. The FP100Z. So I'm really, really got my fingers crossed for that because I really just... The idea of that film going away is just very heartbreaking to me. But, you know, it's the same thing with Type 55, you know, that there's a new 55 and that's that's mm -hmm. looking better and better all the time. Mm -hmm. and, you know, so it's I, I there's a lot of hope. And Kodak brought two films back in the last like year or so, you know. Yep. So yep. it's I know there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of hope for film. I think it'll be around for a long time. So exactly. But, yeah. So do you do you shoot lots of instant just at all in general or do you kind of. Like, do you shoot any Polaroid originals or? Yeah, that, you know, the, the whole instant thing for me, as far as it being used for the end goal of being a final photograph, I'd say that's a little, that's always been a little bit of an intrigue for me, but it's never been something I've really wanted to pursue. And mm. even, even right now, I say I'm not pursuing it just because I don't have the... I have very limited resources as far as, you know, instant films. Uh, I, I would say that I, I like to shoot them for fun more than anything. Cool. And if I get an image that I feel really, really um, happy with, then that's awesome. But uh, I, yeah, I would say most of my work is shot on a Hasselblad. I tend to enjoy shooting black and white more, but um, I shoot a lot of color as well. But yeah, I would say as far as most of the work, most of my work, um, I shoot on a Hasselblad. I, I have two 500 CMs. Nice. One's just kind of a backup in case something goes wrong. Uh, I don't really, I typically don't use them both at once, but I, if I'm on a big shoot or I'm out of town and I have to fly with a handful of cameras, I'll bring up bring a back a backup Hasselblad in case I in case something goes wrong. But um, and I have a, a 120 millimeter and a 60 and an 80 as far as the lenses. But the 60 is my favorite. Yeah, I was just gonna say that 60. See, I love shooting wide. I don't know what it is with wide. I'm just a big fan. Yeah, I just love getting right up in people's faces. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm, I'm the same way. I feel that too. I that's why that's why I I love it. Yeah. I want to talk to you about your your uh, your music stuff. Do you work for different musicians around Nashville, or do you are you connected with like labels and stuff? Yeah. So as far as um, the music portion of my work. Like I said previously, I mean, I, I've always loved music and 
I've played guitar and sang and I've written since I was probably 12 or 13. And I still, I still do all those things. Uh, I just, for me, music is a, uh, in that regard, um, it's just kind of a, a diversion from photography when I need it. But, uh, so I, true. Mm-hmm. yeah, but when I, um, so I, after I graduated college, I, I, I moved to LA for a summer and I worked for a photographer named Jill Greenberg, um, or rather I interned for her. And, uh, during that time I, I, I thought about staying out in LA, but I was also looking at Chicago and a new handful of photographers there. And I was oh, cool. kind of interested in Nashville as well. And I asked myself, I, I just thought, you know, at the end of the day, what photography portfolio would I love more if I could envision it somehow? Would it be what I could make in Chicago or would it be what I can make in, uh, in Nashville? And I, I really love the idea of coming to Nashville and, and getting getting involved with the music here and having having a little bit of a, an imprint here with my work in that way. And uh, so, yeah, I, I moved here and I moved here in 2000, 2012. Yeah. And uh, that's so crazy. Me, me too. Sorry, I didn't mean what? to cut you off. Oh, no, that's cool. <laughs> I got here in 2012, too. Nice. Where'd you move here from? Uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, cool. What part? Uh, Central PA, like Lancaster, Lebanon area. Cool. About 45 I... minutes from Philly. Oh, gotcha. Okay, cool. I uh, One of my good buddies lives in, um, in Pittsburgh. Actually, I have oh, a few okay. friends in Pittsburgh, so I really... I, I don't know much about Philly, but uh, I uh, I enjoy going to Pittsburgh occasionally. Yeah, Pittsburgh's beautiful. It's yeah. such an awesome little town. Very cool little town. town city. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So when I moved here, I mean, I just um, it 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 actually was really hard. I uh, I mean, I moved here not knowing anybody, and mm-hmm. I just over time, I just started to make good friends and. I started to shoot more and I started to shoot record covers for those friends and it kind of just blossomed very slowly from there. But yeah, I mean, I, I've been doing that since 2012, but I, I uh, yeah, just slowly and over time became connected with a bunch of different labels and artists and uh, yeah, it's kind of the byproduct of a lot of really, a lot of dedication and hard work, I, I guess. I was going to say hustling, yeah. hustling. A lot of hustling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been great. Do you ever think of the what ifs if you would have went to Chicago or anything mm-hmm. like that? Oh, I can't imagine. Um, I, I'm so it would have been such a wrong choice for me. Mm. Yeah, I, I really I feel very, very thankful that I, I I mean, I can't imagine being anywhere else. I'll be here probably the rest of my life. Honestly, I love it here. Yeah. I mean, I love shooting music and I, I really, at the end of the day, I love working with people. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the music industry, but I really love portraiture and working with people. And, uh, but by and large, I really, there's a lot of satisfaction for me in picking up a record that I had shot the cover of. So it's something I really, I try to do as much as I can. And it's, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. But yeah, I, I stay really busy now. Um, it's been, I don't really, I mean, it's, it's, it's a long story, but I guess that's why we're doing this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I, uh, but, but yeah, it, it's, um, yeah, I really came here and I, I knew really, I knew one person and I met him at a concert and I didn't, I, I haven't seen him since, oh. <laughs> but, uh, but it's like outside of that, it's like, yeah, I moved here not knowing anyone. Um, and it really, you know, went from that to, to, you know, working with a lot of different artists that I had loved since I was a little kid and, and also many up and coming artists that I, 
fell in love with along the way. But when I first moved here, actually, it was probably, let me think about this. Uh, I think I had only been here a couple months and I, I and a buddy of mine from St. Louis was in town. I did some portraits for him and we went to uh we went to a bar downtown afterwards after we did a shoot. And I had my Hasselblad with me and there's this guy sitting next to me and he's like, Is that a Hasselblad? And I was like, Yeah, and he's like, Oh, I'm a Leica shooter. And oh, uh, we man. just started talking film that. and stuff. And he was like, you know, my my buddies, they're opening a film photography lab. You should go meet them and, and see what they're up to. And and uh, he, he got me connected with uh, what would be Filmbox when Filmbox oh, was a thing yeah. here in Nashville. The, oh, Filmbox, come back. <laughs> Rest in peace. I know. Man. <laughs> but... But I, uh, but I, so that was, I had probably only been here about a month and the next day I, um, or I had emailed them and then the next day I went to the, what would be the lab and they were like, yeah, we're kind of in beta version right now. And they're like, oh, you're our first customer. I was <laughs> wow. like, cool. That's cool. crazy. And then, and then a couple of months later I became their first employee. Uh, and that was cool <laughs> too. And I worked at Filmbox for about a year and a half and, uh, it was, it was amazing. It was a really, really cool thing to be able to, uh, literally get filmed from around the world and mm-hmm. develop it and work with it and, and or rather to scan it and then send it back off you know and I really watched them grow and it was a great experience and long story short there um I quit working there and a couple days after I quit working there I did a behind the scenes with Old Crow Medicine show for two days on a music video that they were doing and that's a band that I've loved since I was probably like 12 13 years old so for me that was Kind that's of the one best. Of my, yeah, one that's... of my first moments of, of, of there there being this sense, oh, this is really surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, and and yeah, it was it was such a cool music video to to. I mean, I was doing stills for it, and uh, it was behind the scenes, but it was really, really that was the moment I knew. Okay, I'm 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 done with my my part time photo lab sorts of jobs, uh, and I'm I think I'm done doing a lot of assisting too. And I, I, I just, I want to focus on my work and really, yeah, just doing more of my own stuff. Yeah, and, it's uh, time to go all it, in. Yeah. And it really, it really just blossomed from there. Um, and I feel not that it wasn't hard because it, it's, it's, it's very, very hard, you know, to, yes. to do your thing full time, mm-hmm. you know, it's, a, it's, it's tough every day in its own way, you know, but it's, it's been such a, yeah, amazing journey. Yeah. How did you uh, transfer into into like commercial stuff? Um. Yeah. As far as commercial stuff, um, I've always been I've always kind of had an interest in it, I guess. And um, when I was uh, probably 18, 19 years old, before I was technically a photo student, I'd drive to St. Louis, and there was a, a photographer there who did commercial stuff, and I'd go and work with him, and it was more like catalog work, you know. But I was just really fascinated. I was at a point really just fascinated with anything that wasn't weddings <laughs> and, and yeah. weddings and family stuff because that's especially like living out in the country like I did as a kid there wasn't to me at the time it, it seemed that that was all you could do so the idea of going to the big city <laughs> and actually yeah. like getting to like do something that wasn't you know Uncle Joe's wedding you know what I mean it, it, oh, yeah. it no offense to that you know but yeah it's just not what I wanted to do so I've always been kind of interested in it um and I don't do a ton of it, but I've done some stuff for some local breweries here in town. And mm-hmm. um, I do product activation work, which is basically working with brands and events. And I've done some stuff for like Ford. I did some stuff for Willie's Marijuana Company one time. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, stuff like that. Mountain Valley Water, just different different brands documenting events for them. And that's a lot of fun. I like doing stuff like that. But uh 
but yeah, I'm trying to, I'd like to do more of it. I'd like to get more in the um, actual advertising end of it all. Yeah. But it is fun. I think, I think you definitely hit like the right, the right area though. Cause looking at your photos, I think I started following your work when you did Matt Day's podcast, uh, The Shoot, and kind of been following you since then. And it's such a perfect fit, you know, like the country western vibe that always like comes and but like it, it's like hip country, you know, when you think of well, see, I'm, I'm like (laughs) one of those like salty punk rock kids from the East Coast that (laughs) is is just like country stupid, you know, and now that I live in Nashville, I'm like, dude, country Western is so awesome. Like, I'm so Mm -hmm. into that style. And like, and like old timey country is great. I mean, pop country, just please, I'll jump off a, a building before I you know, buy yeah. a CD of something <laughs> of that. But I mean, do people even buy CDs? Why did I say that? Um, oh yeah, it's a. That's another interesting thing. I, I um, <laughs> do people buy CDs? I'd like to think that people still buy CDs. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's it's yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but I think it's it's such a good fit though. Like I'm I, I'm Nashville. We're glad we're glad you came this way and started Aww. doing what you're doing. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I love being here. And like I said, it's, um yeah, I really, I really truly feel like I'm doing the work I want to do. You know, I really do. That's what's most important. Yeah, that's like the best I, thing yeah. ever. Yeah, I, um, I moved out to LA about five years ago. And I was just at that stage in my career where it was like, if I stay in Connecticut, then I'm just going to shoot weddings. Right. I was just starting to like book weddings of people who I'd never, you know, it wasn't a friend of a friend. It was like, I saw your work and I was like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I drove across country and I've done a lot of like on-set photography and, you know, I'm working, you know, with the musician now. And it's it's just, just like, yeah, doing the work that you want to do is like the most key thing, I feel like. Yeah. It, it, it keeps us like in love with it, you know, Cause, because not that I didn't enjoy shooting weddings and I've done a couple since. Um, just doing that full time would have been too much, I feel like. Oh, yeah, I, I feel the same way. It's like, I, I don't, I really enjoy doing it for my friends and acquaintances mm-hmm. who hire same. me. And I've even, <laughs> I've got like a secret website for it that's password yeah. protected. Right. It's like if somebody really <laughs> wants to see, I've got it, but I don't advertise it. It's just not what I really do. Do you shoot those on film as well? Or do you, are you like hybrid when you shoot weddings? Oh yeah, I'm hybrid when I shoot. Yeah. I'm hybrid when I shoot weddings, but I'm, depending on the shoot I'm on, it varies. Uh, I just, in order to be more sustainable, there's just some shoots I do all digital. There's some shoots mm-hmm. where I'm hybrid, and there's some shoots where I'm almost entirely film, if not yeah. completely film. It just, it really just depends. Uh, it depends d- on the budget. I was gonna say, do you, do you um, try and convince the client that you should shoot it on film, or do you kind of like feel it out? I feel it out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most people, most people know I shoot film. And for those who don't, um, I, I it, yeah, it just depends on what, what exactly the project is. Uh, sometimes I mention I'm shooting film. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. You know, usually if somebody just really loves the work, I just roll with that. Yeah. And, uh, and then charge accordingly and charge accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, Man, it's funny. I always get coworkers like uh, I work at a restaurant down here, and like I always get coworkers asking me, you know, hey, you know, we you do photography, right? And I'm like, eh, eh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, can you want to do some portraits of my kids and stuff? And it's like, well, I don't even own a digital camera anymore. I kind of gave up on that. And like, <laughs> yeah. it's like I would love to, but do you got like three hundred bucks? Because we're gonna spend a ton of money on film and more you know, than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm just yeah. I'm just throwing a number out there because it's always like, well, yeah, I would love to shoot pictures of your 
kids, what, what's your budget? And they're like, 50 bucks. Can you do it no. for 50? And it's like, oh, goodness. goodness. Yeah, it's oh. like, no, no. <laughs> you got a cell phone. You got this. Get out there. Yeah, Go get yeah. him, Tiger. I, I, I recently, and I'd like to think politely, ha- I had to tell somebody after they kept quoting me really sad numbers mm. like that. And I finally was getting really frustrated. And I thought, there's only one polite way to respond. And I looked up the area that the shoot was in and I was like, looks like there's a university nearby. You're okay. Oh, nice. And, uh, you should, you should get a hold of, see if they have a photo department or an art department. And if they have any young photography students who'd be willing to do that at your budget. And that was my only nice way that I could say, like, you know, help a student, but I, I can't, I can't, I can't do something for free basically no yeah and i mean it is free when they when they throw a number at you like that Mm -hmm. yeah and that's something that that's a conversation i mean that's just the way it is in photography and with a lot of businesses but you know a lot of people they hear the numbers and they're like whoa like for what like and it's like well it's not you know it's not you're not paying for my photo your photo shoot necessarily or, or rather you're not you're not just paying for me to come out and then spend four or five hours with you or however long on a shoot. Yeah. I mean, consider this conversation we were having or consider the fact that I have to do a ton of pre-production or location scouting mm-hmm. or, and, and especially to go back and on programs that I have to now pay per month, every month for like Photoshop oh, yeah. right. and, and Bridge and Lightroom and such. Uh, you know, I, I have to go back and do all this post-production. And if it's film, then I have, um, you know, I have to pay a lab to develop it. And I, I do my own black and white just because it's more cost effective. But like right. I'll, have, I'll have a lab develop my color and then I'll scan and I, I do my finals on a drum scanner, you know? Oh. So it's like, I, yeah. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, there's, and that, that, like, I drove to East Texas for that thing with my car. Like, the thing was huge yeah. to go pick up wow. a drug scanner. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like, the, the overhead's way too high um, for me to to even accept a couple hundred bucks. You know, right. it's like, I, I, it's like the, I just can't. And I just tell people very politely, is that in order to be sustainable, I, I can't, you know, can't do it for, for just a little bit. And most people understand though. And, oh, and for sure. Yeah. I, I'd like, to, I'd like to think at the end of the day and the grand scheme of things, I don't really have to have those conversations all that often anymore, which is nice. That's very so, good. Yeah. It happens occasionally and I have to laugh at it. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh but, man, the business of photography is just, uh, that's why I kind of stopped stop trying on that. And I'm just not like, I don't know. I feel like you got to be like cutthroat with that stuff or, really dedicated not not even that just kind of being able to say no like i'm a i I hate saying it but like i'm definitely like a yes man like Mm -hmm, i will say yes because i'm a people pleaser and like i love people to be happy that are around me and stuff like that especially new people that you meet and stuff and they ask you to Mm -hmm. do a job it's so easy to just be like of course i'll do it you know like i would love to and then and then after i'm done doing it hating myself for doing it because it was like you know and plus it gives the thing that always gets me is when photographers do stuff for nothing, you know, for pennies, it mm-hmm. it makes it hard for professionals like you, mm-hmm. you know, to throw out your fee. And, and it does look crazy to somebody who is like, oh, well, we just want this and that. You know, most people can wrap their heads around it. Like people, especially in the music industry, you're in the right area to be like, hey, guys, this is what I charge for, like an album cover and right. some photos, you know, like they get right. that. But, you know, some mom 
and you know but somebody wants like engagement photos that you don't know they get sent to you because they know you're a photographer kind of thing it's just it's so weird when you're like look i need to get paid this you know like it's it's such a weird i uh, I wish I was yeah. wish I was stronger with the uh, with my business sense because then I could probably pursue it. But I'm I mean I'm fine doing like fine art and personal work. So mm-hmm. it's, and keeping awesome. it is is that. Speaking of that, do you do any personal work or fine art stuff yourself, Laura? Yeah. Um, well, I wish I had a better way to put it, but um, I really I would say a lot of the stuff I do it all feels a lot of my work feels like personal work to me, and mm. in, in, in that I'm it's the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that like you know it. I love I love getting to work with with musicians and and, and I, I I would consider really all of all of that part of my work to feel personal uh, and even some commercial stuff I've done feels personal. It's just especially when I get to you know I prefer to shoot film and most of it is on film. But mm-hmm. regardless, it just it's yeah I would I would say that um, I would say that most of my work feels like personal work to me and I really just I love getting out there and doing it and I put a lot of forethought and pre-production into it and sketch things out and um as far as uh work i don't get paid for that i that could fall into the personal work category though i really it's kind of a project that's fallen by the wayside unfortunately just because of time and funds but uh i i've been i spent most of 2016 and 2017 shooting at an american legion hall and i've got a whole catalog of photos from that, uh, nothing's on my website for it, but it's it's at this point it's a pretty known little spot in Nashville. It's the Post 82 on the east side, and a lot of people go to shows there. Uh, in fact, Rodney Carl's playing there tonight. I bet that'll be awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I haven't picked that project up in a while, but I've got a ton of portraits from it, a lot of dancing, and the whole point of the series is really at the end of the day, it's just a time capsule. Of, yeah, that's cool. Of a really, a really interesting place that is a collection of people of all walks of life coming together under one roof to listen to music and dance. You should uh, do a book. Oh yeah, I, I I will with it. Yeah, for sure. I I, uh, I I think at this point I really just need to see what I have again and evaluate where I need to go with it. And I, really at this point I'm ready to just turn it into a book. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I've got I've got like 50 contact sheets from it over two wow, years. Wow, so. that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's got it's got a lot of. It, I mean, it's probably already there. I just need to make it happen. So man, stay yeah. tuned, everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it might it might be another year or two. It might be a couple of years, but I really I'd like to hop back on that. It's for awesome. sure. Yeah, it's uh like I said, it's like I have like about fifty contact sheets, and it's a mix of people dancing, portraits, it's all black and white on camera flash. Uh, mostly T Max four hundred and uh, Delta thirty two hundred. That sounds that sounds right up my my alley right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back with a listener question for Laura right after this message from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by the Analog Talk Patreon. Head over to Patreon.com/AnalogTalk. There we have a bunch of awesome things for you guys. We refreshed and updated it. We're going to be adding a bunch of video and also a bunch of stuff to the you know the lower tiers, the middle tiers, and the higher tiers. We're we're actually super excited about the relaunch of this patreon so for all the patreons who have supported us already along this way thank you so much and for the newcomers you know head over check it out see if there's something that interests you there i know next week we have an awesome little behind the scenes extra q a with george from negative feedback so if that sounds like something you'd be interested in checking out head over to the patreon again it's patreon.com analog talk 
Hey guys, this is a part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes one of my friends, Zach Parks, Zach Parks photo. And he asks, I noticed that you shoot a good bit of Delta 3200 for your live music photography. Is that your to go to stock for these settings? If not, do you have one you prefer? Yeah, so I would say with a lot of my concert stuff when I do shoot film, Delta 3200 for sure. I mean, a lot of venues and also with recording sessions, definitely, which in the era of digital photography, it's it's really can be tough to go into a lot of studios because everyone mm-hmm. literally has the lights. Just I mean, there's hardly any lights. They're the so that- dark. And yeah, yeah. And I go in there and I just like crank them up all the way and everyone's looking at me like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, That's do you want smart. photos I don't or us- not? <laughs> I don't usually do I don't usually do that. That's good. I'm gonna start being like, I'm gonna turn the lights on, y'all. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, to answer that question, I would say with a lot of my concert work when I do shoot film, I I, I tend to shoot Delta thirty two hundred really just out of necessity. I do think it's a beautiful film stock. And I, I have to say that I rate the film very strangely. <laughs> I, uh, a lot, and, but a lot of people are like, wow, it looks so great. Like I used, you know, well, a lot of people don't know this and it is confusing, but Delta 3200 is only ISO 1000. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's not, um, so a lot of people I know try to go and shoot it at 3200 and develop it normal. And they're like, why is it underexposed? Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that I do, and I, again, it's a little strange, but I spot meter for the shadows. And, and typically when I say shadows, I mean on the folds of somebody's jacket, if it's darker or their mm. pants, depends on the lighting or kind of, I'll, I'll meter in a few, few different areas. Um, and then, um, I actually rated it 2000. So I'm only underexposing at a stop, but I push it two stops in development. Oh, <laughs> cool. smart. Yeah. It's so weird. But you know what? It works really well for me. Yeah. And I always, I'm very open about the fact that I do that. One, because it's odd and it makes, doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. And two, I, I, I found that when I tell people that it gives them really great results too. So all this to say, I would. I want to try it, it it's now. Wor- it, it's worth trying. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I can get away. I never shoot Tri-X at concerts uh, or any, any um, uh, films with that kind of grain. Um, I really love like. Del- any kind of Delta film is great, yeah. and T Max is great just because they push really, really well. They're, they they're made to be pushed, mm-hmm. and if you're in those settings, you're going to have to push your film most likely. Yeah. So, like, if I'm at a place downtown, like a, a, a bigger stadium, or like the Ryman, or a venue where the lighting's really great, I actually can get away with T Max 400 push two stops to 1600. I've done that a few times, and I've gotten I've I've got great results from that. Uh, but I. I was a generally speaking Delta 3200 and I rated it 2000, push it two stops in development. And if I do that for concerts, it looks awesome. Man. Yeah. Nice. That's a, that's a good yeah. tip. I like that. That was a great question. Yeah. Cool. Have you been shooting the uh, the Kodak 3200 at all? The P3200? No, not really a lot yet. I know that right now it's just in 35. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, actually this is... This is an embarrassing confession. I, I have a, a roll of it right now on my desk that's been here for about a year. <laughs> and, oh. uh, and But here's the thing. Kodak gave it to me, and I held off on shooting it, actually, because I wanted to shoot something really special on it. Mm-hmm. I've got, and it's kind of this weird little thing where it's like, I, I, when the time is right and I have the right project, I'm going to shoot it. And, and I like to think that it'll be shot on the beta roll. 
Oh, oh yeah, that's cool. so cool. Um, and I I've like also that. got some beta rolls of Cinestill too that I haven't shot because I also want to shoot those for the right project as well. Uh, uh, that's I great. love that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, now I think it's time for the tough question, Timothy. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. What is your Desert Island camera? Basically, like, w- if you only could pick one, what would it be and why? Oh, that's easy. Okay, that's <laughs> good. H- Hasselblad. Yeah, nice. Hasselblad. your baby. Of course. If I could, I'd just shoot everything square. Yeah. Everything, oh, I- everything square. That's my favorite camera. Hands down. That was an easy one for me. <laughs> Is there anything you're uh, lusting after that you want to get your hands on you haven't tried yet? Oh, um, that's a great question. Uh, eh. I don't know. I'd really like a lighter four by five. I have a I have a rail camera that weighs just as much as I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I I'll lug it out into the field occasionally, but it's just you know, that's kind of a lot. I'd like to get like a nice like Toyo view or something four by five at some point. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you borrow mine if you want. Oh yeah, you guys. <laughs> nice, cool. You guys now you guys really have to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> oh cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I feel bad. Mine just sits in its bag in its case over here. All, I mean, I I I'm going to shoot it today. I loaded up uh, ten, ten uh, film freaking thingies. The I don't know yeah. why my mind is blank. I. I've been wanting I to go around and shoot this abandoned building down here for weeks now, and I'm finally going to do it. So after we're done doing this. Yay. Nice. Well, hey, anytime you need, if you ever want somebody to go with you and go shoot, let me know. Yeah, I, uh, for sure. I Our location scout, too. I, I, I always like to have a friend go with me if I can. For sure. I would love that. Yeah. I need I need a film film or even photography buddy. Like, I just feel like I'm at, like here in Franklin. I'm just kind of like put off to the whole Nashville area because it's just out of reach. Be, it, to, right. Because I'm lazy. Not because it actually only takes like, you know, 30 minutes to get there. If that, if traffic's bad. So I just get very lazy. No, I guess. That's yeah, nothing. and I mean, Franklin's far away, far away enough to where, especially, especially if the traffic's rough, it's hard to make it into town. Yeah, traffic is just terrible in this state right now. It's yeah, it's that's why I try to stay on the highways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever think you'll you'll get back into doing the like the alternative process stuff, like the al- album? Al- how do you even say that? Al- yeah, al- albumin. Albumin. There it is. Like think think like you like Y O U you hey you. Albumin. Albumin. Yes. Albumin. Yep. Um, Not that so much. So I didn't talk about it yet. uh, And I don't really talk about it much in general anymore. But I I used to do a lot of uh, uh, amber types. So like the glass plate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I used to do a bunch of stuff like that. I don't even think there's a section up for it on my side anymore. I can't quite remember. I, I kind of brushed that all aside just because I got to a point and and I, I can't speak for people who do professionally or people who do it a lot but because it's a niche yeah process one of the realities of it but one could argue it's the same reality when you do a lot of do a lot of anything weddings music etc but the more you do that thing you know you you end up just like eventually that's most of your business right yeah um, yeah at least with a lot of people and and because it's such a niche thing it hit a point where that's all people recognized me for mm-hmm. even like the first couple of years I was here it's like oh Laura does these really cool glass plates and it kind of hit a point where it's like well that's not who I am like I like making these but this is not this does not speak to me the way other things do and and that and it was just expensive cumbersome sure and one wrong move and you'd have a contaminated plate or chemical <gasps> yeah you know it's like you could you, even like dust 
from the bellows if it fell on the glass inside the camera could contaminate a plate you know and, and it's that those stressors along with just the fact that i love i really love the process and some of my favorite photographers do it professionally but i it was just i wanted to do music and i wanted to do more portrait work and i love shooting film i would like to get back into amber type work at some point in my life uh just for personal reasons and maybe with the end goal of being there being a show and a book or something but yeah uh, but yeah to do it um i could see that though being kind of like typed as you know you're gonna have to start doing like a photo booth or something you know like mm-hmm. yep. turning yep. it into a gimmick which I, I would hate that i would hate taking something like that and turning it into the civil war guy down over at the park oh, over there yeah. every thursday yep. you know like i that's not yeah no. I, get I know I know very few photographers that really I can only think of one that comes to mind that does the work and doesn't feel or rather I, I can only think of one photographer off the top of my head that that does that kind of work but seems to be known for his other work better possibly mm-hmm. or, or maybe that's not the best way to put it but but it doesn't but the his his tintype work doesn't seem to overshadow his other work if yeah. that makes sense that's the best way to put it I find that, and I, I'm, I feel like I should say it delicately because I, I don't do the work much anymore, um, or really at all. I don't do any glass plate work anymore or antiquated processes, but it's, yeah, it, it's one of those things where, you know, it's like once you get into it and you get good at it, it's it's likely that you could only be known for that really at the end of the yeah. day for the most part. And that's just, I almost hate saying that because I don't want to offend anyone who does it. I know, know? I know, but, yeah. But it, it's, it seems to be some kind of reality and I chose to avoid it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But I'd like to get back into it at some point. Yeah, at least, at least for yourself, yeah, for fun, just to like do stuff with your friends and like keep it for yourself or yeah. for a show or a book. And I find that in, in a way, shooting the FP100C through the 4x5, I get a, I get a similar, it's not the same at all, but there's the, that there's a certain satisfaction I get out of making those sorts of photographs and bleaching the negatives mm. and allowing for minor imperfections, whether from like, an, if like a little bleach leaked in mm-hmm. and there's some, some discoloration or a scratch or some weird marring. I really welcome that in the same way that I somewhat welcomed that as well with the plates when I was doing amber type work. So that's kind of my, yeah, my thing I've been doing lately just to kind of change it up a little bit. But uh, yeah, the plates, that's a, I was mixing most of that chemistry from scratch. It was, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, I've looked into it a handful of times to because I definitely love, you know, you watch like Sally Mann's What Remains documentary and then you just want to uh, start yeah. shooting like, you know, wet plate and like mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy stuff. And yeah. And then I, I look into it and I'm just like, man, this is just so much to get. And then to to try to figure it out from scratch would be hard. Like if I had somebody kind of show me how to do it, like you know, kind of tutor me per se. It would be a lot easier, but I, I'm not there yet. I'll wait. I'll wait. My beard's not completely gray yet, so I'll, I'll wait until I'm... You, know. <laughs> you should grow a Civil War beard first. Right? Long, long beard. Damn it, I'm going to be that guy. Just put on a 19th century style hat and and kind of kind of pull a John Coffer if you know yeah. his work or familiar <laughs> yeah. with him. Just uh-huh. get, 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 get like a, a team of mules go up go out into the country you know <laughs> i don't know that's awesome I, it's, <laughs> it's cool stuff it's just i i like i like shooting film 
No, I, I, I get it. I, and I respect that answer too. That's such a good, a good way to put it. Cause it's so easy to get like pigeonholed, just like, uh, like that's your thing. Then you're just, you don't want to be stuck as the tin type girl or the wet plate girl or the, mm-hmm. you know, I, I totally feel that. Yeah. Well, I, I find that just hearing the word pigeonhole made me think of it. And I've told people this too. It's, especially if somebody has like some interest, some, some, if they're trying to figure out what they really love about photography and they're unsure, they're still trying to figure some things out. I tell people just, you know, more or less be careful what you get yourself pigeonholed into. You're yeah. probably going to get pigeonholed and that's, that's not a bad thing necessarily. Like, right. I like to think that I'm pigeonholed into shooting film and shooting bands and music. Like, yeah, that's, heck yeah, that's the that's best. What I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. But that's why I'm careful to talk about weddings. I'm careful right. to even a lot of people barely remember I did the plates at this point, which is exactly what I wanted. It's a cool process. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, it wasn't what I wanted to be doing full time. So no, oh, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I think this is a great show. Yeah, we hit an hour. <laughs> I was gonna we say, did great. I'm happy. Yeah. Cool. Glad we finally got to do this, Laura. Thank you so much for, for coming on and chatting with us. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. And yeah, I'm, I'm really glad it, it worked out. And, um, you know, I, I wish we could have done it last month, but like I said, I think it worked out for the best. Just you know, yeah, for sure. Holidays yeah. and and uh, I exactly. I, got, I had a really great, really, really, really great shoot at the start of the year. I, I already went out to San Francisco for a two day shoot um, for record that's going to come out in the fall. And oh, congrats! Just, yeah, I'm really, really, really ecstatic about how that shoot went. And I know that what, what's really nice is uh, even the designer when he got the uh, he got all the film files. From me i did all the proof scans and he saw all the household borders and he was like uh, oh my gosh like he, he was just he was like i'm sitting at my desk laughing right now because i'm just so happy and it's just like uh, you know and, you know because it's I, I people don't get to work with film every day and so i think yeah. he was just i mean he loved the images in general but he really was just i, I think it was just kind of a, a a sight for sore eyes to see that see the film borders you know um i the love best. that yeah yeah so where can everybody check you out your insta and all that stuff well just go to precious moments by partain no i'm kidding that's not it <laughs> i was like no way <laughs> no <laughs> sorry that's a bad joke no um so my my website <laughs> uh it's uh not that it's uh just my name it's laurapartain.com and uh i'm on instagram at laura e that's my middle initial so laura e partain is uh, my Instagram handle, and uh, I'm on the Google. You can find me. Nice. All right. <laughs> Timothy, what about you? Guys, you can find me on Instagram at Timothy Makeups. I also do make some YouTube videos about film photography. That's at, just go to the search bar, easiest way to find it. Just type in Timothy.makeups, and you'll find, you know, it's been a while since I put some stuff out, but hopefully by the time you're hearing this, there'll be new stuff out. Yeah. Chris, where are you at? So I'm Chris B. Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. We have a Facebook page you can like and a group you can join. I feel like I should just record this. I know. We, we need to just have a button that we hit that says this at the end. <laughs> you guys already know, come hang out with us in our Facebook group, post photos, ask questions, talk to each other. Yeah, it's really do a cool it all, little do spot it all. there. Uh, yeah. And thanks again, Laura. This has been fantastic. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll see everybody soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
first off, we want to thank Laura for being on the show. We had this uh, in the works for a while. We were trying to get this scheduled in before Christmas, but we all know how chaotic the holiday season can be. So it was it was awesome finally getting to chat with her. Again, thanks for coming on the show. We we loved having you. So that brings us to the Patreon. Guys, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Bunch of stuff over there. We just updated it, gave it a refresh. We're super excited. You know, make these things a little easier for us to give to you guys so for all the stuff that you give to us again thanks a lot uh we'll see you next week with an all-new show we got george from negative feedback it's going to be fun yeah so stay tuned we'll see you next week